Club podcast. My name is Jake, and I currently reside in a deep, dark room covered with moss, and there are papers everywhere, and this low humming, and I don't know what's happening, and I can feel my mind unraveling, and my hair is coming out of my head, and I can I can feel my my nose stretching into the abyss. I have no idea what's happening, and I don't know how to follow up that bit. I'm Zane. So today on the Boy Detectives Club, so our whole deal is that we talk about a show. Yes, a television show. It is called Detective Conan. It is a detective show, shockingly. It's about a boy who is 17 but has been turned into a 7-year-old, lives with his crush, solves mysteries. And her dad is an alcoholic. And she doesn't know. No, she knows about the alcoholic. She knows about the alcoholic thing. Um, She just doesn't know that her young boy adopted son is actually the boy that she was crushing on yeah which is not great ain't it i mean it sucks for her she's having a bum time of it she just thinks he's nagging her really hard yeah just fucking fucking off disappearing for however long this series is supposed to be yeah and Maury, the detective whom is her dad is an alcoholic to add to the drama it's not a false assessment but i won't lie i'm uncomfortable when you sum him up like that perspective zaniel you just need some perspective no i know you're right like again i don't know this tone that i've assumed and i want to drop it so we might as well start on the episode that we watched today so every episode of today our patient marks our podcast we pretend that we just watched episodes of a show, but in reality, I spent 16 hours wallowing in a white room. I don't think we're on episode six. So this is episode six of the Boy Detectives Club podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was that's looking what at my these newfangled say. notes. I miss your old paper notes. No, these are more organized. That were unhinged. No, these are more organized. I liked the unhinged aspects. I've I can upgraded speak words. I've upgraded from paper to digital technology. All right, I've so. taken our podcast into the future. So, um each episode of the Boy Detectives Club podcast, we watch some episodes of this approximately show. four. Approximately four, sometimes three if one of the episodes happens to be like a long an hour one. long special. Yeah. A- AKA like just the one. Just the just the one episode. Did you know it's split into two parts for American audiences? I did. I did. Good. I'm I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm still not totally sure that it wasn't in the Japanese just because I was like oh. looking over Oh, wait, no, never mind. I counted wrong. I remember. Sorry, I was looking at the list of episodes, and I thought, I was like, hey, that's supposed to be 20, not 21, and then I remembered, no, it was supposed to be 21. I was just half asleep when I was looking at the list. Thanks for listening. As it it is. So today, we watched episodes 20 through to 23. Um, Zane, what happened in the 
Haunted Mansion murder case, episode 20. Finally. The detective boy. Finally, after all these years, we get to the actual introduction of the detective boys. Yeah, what what's the deal Finally. there? Again, I don't know. Also, exactly. okay. We should probably explain who the detective boys are. If you're joining I us will. for the first time, okay, but you're, but we don't you're assuming too much of to get into it. Okay, go, go, go. I, I pulled just... you from the edge. I'll push you now. Go into the into the pit of the boys. Unbelievable disrespect. No, the boys are a group of children. Uh, not all boys, despite the name. It's based on a uh, actual detective novel. Whatever. <laughs> I'm getting off topic. Oh my god. <laughs> It's past my bedtime once again. I'm just out here. My lymph nodes are swollen, and it's bothering me. Ooh. Anyways, okay, so the detective boys are a group of three children, um, Ayumi, Genta, and Mitsuko. They go to Conan's class, and uh, in the anime, they are obsessed with him. The moment they lay yeah. eyes on this boy, they are they are like, we must be his friends. There's red eyes, a piercing glare, and like their their just instincts say, we must be around we must. this. Also, we are all already close friends with each other. And then episode twenty happens, and they're all acting like acquaintances at most, because this. This, the Haunted Mansion case, it's the legendary that I've been hyping up for all of our episodes of the case where the boys were actually introduced in the manga. In the anime, they decided to introduce them all early, um, assumedly because they thought they were likable and would make kids enjoy the show more. Uh, they don't. I, I hate that they're shoehorned in. I hate what it does to their characterization. Because it's not like they don't become kind of like, like super like, oh, Conan, oh man, Conan. But like, that's after bumping into a few like murders and him solving some cases in front of them. You know, it's earned. But like in the anime, they're just like here for him immediately. And it puts a weird dynamic to their friendship. Where it's all about Conan, which I don't know, it's just kind of uncomfortable and not very fun. I mean, the show is not called Detective Genta Mitsuho and Ayumi. It's oh, called I Detective don't. Detective Conan. I don't care if they. Um... I, a young child, identify with these obsessive fans. Your misrepresentation of my point hurts me deeply. Yes. Very deeply, it scars. Very deeply, it scars. So I must explain, <laughs> despite the fact that I know you are joking, when I say they are obsessed with Conan, I mean, I don't care if the show is obsessed with Conan. I am obsessed with Conan. It's annoying when the characters within the shows are obsessed to him in this way. Yes, without any reason. Without any reason. It's not like they're fucking Sarah who has a reason. Sarah God. has a reason. No one else has reasons. I'm sure other people have reasons, but I can't think of any on the top of my head that immediately obsessed with Conan before being given a reason. Uh, like she seems to, even though she has her... <laughs> well, I think what's funny about this episode is like, so yeah, that opening where it's like, oh, we actually kind of just... Uh, we're happen to be in the room at the same time yeah well they act talks like about this right because the whole the whole thing gets started because a yumi walks past a house and gets spooked 
She, she, she walks past the house and fire. sees a fireball in the house. She's like, fuck, that's haunted. So she's like, I'm going to go back and see the haunted house. Um, Genta is there. I can't remember his reason for joining besides uh, beef. He just kind of is mad. He's just aggro, <laughs> you know? And yeah. he just wants to join because he's got muscles to spend. He's got muscles. He yeah. wants to be the leader. And the young logic lad with a <laughs> science book is just sitting there it's got planets on it i think right like yeah. it's just got like it's a science book it's a science and so we know he's a smart yes so like we get like these tiny little characterizations which would have been helpful earlier when somehow this kid just seems to know shit and we have to just like understand you know there's no introduction Here's, um, so it's just like kakunk he's here he's kind of smart but not really he he's smart. Um, he has facts. He'd be he smart if Conan wasn't in his class, basically. Yeah. Well, I think he's smart in like a disconnected, trivial way. Yeah. Yeah. He's book smart, but not smart smart. Yeah, that's a good good way of putting it. Um. Yeah. So now we got our three boys. We have a uh, girl, fat, smart. Girl, fat, and smart. And I wish and often. <laughs> Fat is being is punished. Fat is more punished for being fat than girl is punished for being girl. So that's like the thing the show does. Yeah. Um. Honestly, the show's treatment of Genta is like deeply frustrating. Oh yeah. No, I, I I'm upset. Yeah. Like, no, every episode like, he's in it, and there's like people. It's like he's there as just fodder for the jokes. I'm. Uh. Yeah. Especially. Um. Here, Genta has other personality traits such as aggro. Um, but eventually in the series, yeah. his personality just kind of becomes eel. He really likes he eel. He likes eels. Like, like eating them. He doesn't like the slippery ones. He likes the crunchy, nummy ones. Are they crunchy? I don't know. I just said that because it's a food word. Um, unagi. I can't remember if unagi <laughs> specifically is... Uh, crunchy? Yeah. Uh, I, well, it probably can be if you want it. Well, yeah. no, because unagi is like a specific type of eel dish. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So, it's, well, oh. so I just can't remember if it's like a fried dish or if it's like sushi. Because like I've had uh, eel sushi. It's pretty good. Like, it's eel. It's fish. It's eel. It's fish. Um, but yeah, I don't. I'm guessing it's probably not crunchy if I just had to wager a guess. But it might be. Um. Anyways, yeah. His this specifically, episode... he likes unagi. Mm. It that could just be eel. Actually, now that I think about it, that might just be the word eel. That's what I was gonna say. Cause isn't like I've seen I've seen unagi used in many contexts, and yeah. eels are involved. So, uh, it would be helpful if we at least knew some cursory Japanese, but we don't. But we don't. Okay. Anyways, he's obsessed with this stuff. So and that's when his I look up, trait. sorry, when I look up unagi, it says it's the Japanese word for freshwater eel, but like the pictures that come up are all food, so that could just be because I'm using uh, English Google. So it's like you right. only use a Japanese word if you were like hungry, right? Anyways, back <laughs> to the um, that's a sentence. Yeah, and I stick by it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, this episode, um, because it's their first introduction in the manga, works like so much better than them just showing up and being obsessed with Conan. I think it's fun. I think it's fun that uh, the three kids aren't friends prior to meeting Conan. I don't know. I like that. As yeah. like, 
you know, they all get closer through shared trauma because they <laughs> decided to hang out with the crime magnet himself. He Oops. invents crime. There's that whole thing about detectives needing crime to exist. Ooh. You know? Dip. But, yeah, like, okay, I actually wanted to talk a little bit, maybe at first, about um, the gothic, because I thought that was kind of cool. Because um, in this episode, there's there's actually, like, specific gothic things that just show up. And right. I thought that was kind of cool. It's a very goth episode. Yeah, totally. And so... Um, da, da, da. something that I thought was interesting was the fact that gothicism is usually a reflexive reaction to classicism or specifically neoclassicism, which is what happened when a lot of people were like, we love the Greeks. They knew what beauty was because they did symmetry. And so gothic stuff was a little bit more like, no, it's free, it's sublime, it goes everywhere, it's not symmetrical, it's passionate and, and roams free. Um, and so the gothic novel exists, and oftentimes uh, it would involve spooky shit happening, and it would be ugly, and it would be sp- scary. And so the thing that I thought was interesting was that in doing some research and looking up that the detective novel often uses classicism in order to like do it like the beauty of a cl- of a detective no- novel is a classical beauty because it adheres to a set of rules and those rules are what defines the beauty of the object so how well an emotion is produced alongside adhering to a set of, I don't know, conditions. That is what defines the beauty of a detective novel. And I thought that was super cool because that's like, that that's like, you know, we moved from the Gothic with fucking Edgar Allan Poe, who like invented the genre right. into a classicism into, into a classical kind of beauty on the opposite like if you were to say that one end is sublime and unrestrained and the other side is um, symmetrical, beauteous, and blah blah, then there's this movement. It's really cool. I don't, you know, it's like it's almost like order literally emerging from chaos over time. Yeah. There's that's one way to think of it. I let my mind go a little bit crazy right there because what I more meant to talk about was the fact that there's like ghosts at first and they think it's a ghost but it's not actually a ghost yeah it's just some lady she's just chilling don't worry about it she's hanging out look she's just vibing man don't even don't even worry about it murder who oh yeah still in the basement who my i have drop down menu and the drop down menu wasn't open for my gothic tab so anyways so things that are in a gothic novel things that are in a gothic novel technology technology that are also in this episode uh catacombs a secret entrance they so the the detective boys get in to the property through a secret entrance <laughs> yes detective conan's the only one who's like that's a little bit weird huh yeah he, he has a moment where he's like hmm like hmm. a secret entrance like as if that's it, it feels more like it's like someone's like there's a blue jacket over there and and you're like it's blue yeah anyways then there's also (laughs) there's also ghosts 
that are at first seen to be ghosts. They're like, oh my God, there's ghosts in there. And it turns out to be a person. It's a mom with very long I mean, a ghost hair. is a person. A ghost, technically speaking. ghosts have no rights. That doesn't mean they're not a person. Ooh. I think that was an accidentally like edgy thing you said because of like history. What makes you think it was accidental? Ooh, he's edgy on purpose. Oh damn. Anyways, um she is not a ghost though. She is corporeal. She's she's got flesh, so it's she's, she's not a ghost. As as it as it beyond on And that occasion. that happens specifically in a gothic novel I read a while ago. It happens in a lot of them, but the specific yeah. one that I would draw a comparison to is um Anne Radcliffe's The Italian, where like it's like, Oh my god, there's a ghost in this place and it's actually this um this uh like i think he's a monk and he's kind of evil he's just chilling well he wants the daughter so that he can like take revenge on his friend uh i think everyone's italian no (laughs) i think everyone's italian literally actually unless it takes place in spain i I can't remember like they i feel like they can't all be italians because otherwise it would be called the italians not the italian Okay, it is. It is actually. Uh, it takes place in Spain. I'm pretty sure. And then they go to Italy because, yeah, the mon- one monk, and he's like a bad monk. He's Italian. Italians, I guess. Yeah. Let's get no, some classic. Not even. Not even joking. British here. people. British people were like Italians. I'm aware. <laughs> Italians and Spanish people are crazy, and they have a lot of passions, and they don't know how to hold it in. That's just but the us British, British people. Mm. That's just the British at anyone who isn't British. Um, but it's especially like I don't know. they got they, some good old they, repression they as- going. Yeah, so much. It's just projection, anyways. Um, and then there's family drama. We'll get to the family drama. And then there's catacombs. They find a secret entrance in this building that they sneak Even into. Even more secret entrances. And and catacombs are like so gothic. Gothic novel like. So many gothic novels are just an excuse for some poor woman to wander around in um, a catacomb. And, real, you know, realistically. That's self-care sometimes. Wandering around that catacomb. I forgot um, to summarize the episode. We forgot to summarize it, but that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, get talk there. about it. And then there's also an Oedipal kind of incest, not ancestral relationship no. going on. However... A son does kill his father. Okay, and then I was I was bated breath. I was like, "What are you? What a is son happening? does kill his father, and also spoilers. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, summarize the episode, Daniel. Okay, so Ayumi sees a spooky light and convinces uh, three of her random classmates to go investigate with her. They investigate. There is running water in the house. That's weird. Um, they find. Uh, well, the two boys that aren't Conan go missing. And then uh, Ayumi and Conan end up in the uh, basement where there is a man in a cage. And then they accidentally are found, make some noise. Uh, And then Conan is dramatic, uh, deduces that uh, the guy who died was actually the father of the guy in the cage who accidentally killed him because of stress and angry um and then his mom locked him in the basement so he wouldn't turn himself into the police and they've just been chilling here in this seemingly abandoned house waiting for the statute of limitations to end but then conan convinces them 
to uh, turn themselves in. Or more like he convinces the mom. The son was like pretty down to turn himself in. That's why he's in the cage. He just kind of yells. That's the thing. Like he's kind of, he's just he's yelling. He's having a bad time. Like he just needs to yell. He just honestly needed to scream into a pillow for a while and then go to the police. But while he was screaming the pillow, his mom locked him in a cage. So Yeah, he's a bit of a bummer there. He's got a big old beard now. Sad, but you know like his mole is still greasy the same. Those, those beards are hair. Their hair is very sleek and very greasy. Uh, the mom is pulling off the very common uh, gin chic look. Gin wannabe look, which is honestly pretty, pretty. I would pretty look hot. like gin if I, I would, could. Yeah. Come on. You have to have a pointy face, kind of like a witch, and then a fedora and a big black trench coat. And then your gin. Oh, he's got a scarf too, so that's pretty good. Does he have a hat? He's totally. He has a hat. He's got to have a hat. He probably has a hat. It's a fedora I too. I don't know why I'm. How I'm else? Sure you're not thinking about vodka. Vodka, vodka doesn't have. Has a hat. Okay, I think, but that's the thing. The black organization so far has been ubiquitous in the all hat hats having. all the way down. They need, it's part of their look. I think, I think he has a hat because there's shots where he'll like have part. He has part a of, hat. Part yeah. of his face I don't is shadowed. Know if it's a fedora. No, it's a fedora. I'm, I'm on. Look how much I'm some on point. shit. I'm just like, see, I know the Jin Sheik. That's the thing. Yeah. I was, yeah. I keep, I keep up with it. He used to have a uh, brown hair and then it just slowly turned silver. I think that's a better look. Oh yeah, Maybe I he's just getting silver. older. Actually, <laughs> he's, look, he's... he started gray- getting some gray hairs and started dying it because he didn't. He, he didn't like, feel uh, like he could own that. He's like, ah, silver, it's cooling up. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait till we get to more gin. He's like edgy in like the funniest way because he's because like vodka will be like, hey, remember that kid you killed a while ago? And he's like, huh. I don't remember faces of all the people I killed. And he's probably vodka's like, like I mean, many... okay, bro, but like, <laughs> bro, okay, but this is like actually like he might be alive, so maybe <laughs> like that's not a helpful answer, my brother, bruh. Even though on. you're not my brother, but brother, bruh, brother Jin, brother Jin. Anyways, uh, that's spoilers? Question mark. I don't know. Ooh, don't worry about no, it. No, it's fine. Look, there are no spoilers in Detective Conan when you are experiencing it all. I'm spoiled as I for am. watching the show. I mean, it's not false. I have ranted at you very Injected frequently, into my quite veins. a lot. My dopamine levels have been altered. My metabolism is unhinged as a result of this show. I am spoiled. Acknowledged. Thank you. <laughs> um, something I thought was funny was that I wrote Owned by wall. It's because Ayumi walks into the house, gets scared, and immediately runs into a wall. Like an idiot. Like an idiot. I'm pretty sure she runs into a gargoyle. Owned by gargoyle. The hey, fact Jake. that there's also gargoyles hey, in... Hey, Jake, you know what owned by wall is? What's owned by wall? It's um, it's from the uh, the another episode in which Conan hears a scream and just runs full force into a wall. Oh no! Just cause? I can't. What episode was that? That was like in this episode. Why did like, you do that? No, that was in this episode. Like, um, that we watched. But like, I can't. 
all the episodes that happen, like, there are no... Si- what the fuck? Bro, just trust... Oh, it's when the it's when the guy gets stabbed in the leg. As you do. He runs full force into a wall, right? Wait, are you talking about the boat episode? Yeah. Okay, we'll get there, but did, I, did he? Yeah, he, like, runs full force into a wall. Oh, bitch. Bitch. Anyways, Ouch. no. Ayumi runs into a gargoyle. Ayumi runs into a gargoyle. But yeah, gargoyles. Gargoyles. I love, those. I love how this house is full of gargoyles. Right? Actually, why is this house full of gargoyles? It's just What purpose could they possibly serve? I get the, the same... catacomb. I get the cage. <laughs> the gargoyles it's serve the... no purpose. <laughs> it's the same reason that despite being able to leave the house and keep up her own appearance, the mother has decided to go full for the, like... Ghost it's slash a ghost. witch aesthetic, like they're she like she's just kind of like that. I think I think that's unrelated to the death of her husband and uh, guilt of her son. I think she's just <laughs> like that. That you know. Um. So like, okay, but you walk into this house and it's a spirit of Halloween. It's amazing, <laughs> right? Yeah, it is just like twelve she's... gargoyles in the main room. Because like, where do you find like? Is she is she literally picking up? medieval gargoyles from like france and like bringing them over she's getting them like specialty made yeah i bet she even like i don't even maybe, maybe she they had like them she's an artist yeah that's you know that's i bet there was like the maybe bills. one there was maybe like one gargoyle in the house but like she had to do something while her son was in the cage like she's been sculpting Look, she's just making gargoyles are, it's her like hobby don't she's got her it. exhibition next week but her son's got a trial, so she might yeah, miss it. She might miss her true gargoyle show. So sh- 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 anyway, she. she's um. um s- they go. They turn themselves in. Uh, right. The two boys were just knocked out on the grass. Okay, Don't worry yeah, about them. I I wrote it here because um fucking Genta has a wound on his head. Uh, they hit Genta on the head. It's a seven-year-old child that she mercilessly beat over the head. If you're talking about his bald patch, that's a character trait that he has. He's a bald patch? Yes. Uh, it's not visible all the time, I don't think. He does have a bald patch. I think there's like a specific condition. It just looks so condition. much like a cartoon goose egg. Yeah, no. If you're talking about the goose egg, that was uh, his parent. Oh my god, that's worse. Yeah, no, the it's like a stranger the, hitting him over the head is savage, but that like getting hit over the head. Yeah, it's the same like goofy anime like Kuro going bonk, bonk, yeah. and then he goes like, Ooh, my and head. so we're not gonna take it seriously, but like, yeah, poor Genta. I mean, honestly. we could take it seriously, but that like it takes the fun of a. It, it's like we're not getting into that. It's fucking cartoon. Bugs Bunny is not being abused. He's yeah. Not it's like, yeah. I, that can be an interesting conversation to have, but like, I don't, it's, it's just like, to me, it like always strays too far into the like ashes in a coma area where it's like, what if this show's actually like, this show's actually darker. Like, oh my God. I say, even though I'm like here in my boat, my SS Shinichi's parents were neglectful, but we'll get to it. Don't worry about it. See, we like the edgy stuff we like. We don't like the edgy stuff we don't like. Yes. I think it's mostly because... I think it's because it's surface level are... and doesn't add nothing. It's yeah. like, okay. Because, like, literally, I think this episode is, like, one of three appearances the detective boy's parents have in, like, all the fucking Sad. episodes. Sad, actually. I want to meet the people who raised these... 
I think these these ambitious, should I say, children. Yes, I think Genta's parents either run a liquor store or are fishermen. What? what? I don't know why I what? have this idea in my head. This could be entirely my own head cannon. What if? What if Genta's parents are like super close friends with Mori because Mori's always stumbling in there for the next one? And I would like hate it. You're our favorite customer. <laughs> you're our favorite customer. Bye, yeah, doggy. I think I think they have a liquor store. Don't quote me don't on that quote, because I, I think the, it's the like slogan of the show should be "Don't quote me on that" because yeah, <laughs> we're coming to this with zero notes, no quotes. Yeah. No, literally, that entirely comes from, like, forever ago when I was just, like, sitting back in high school, like, what would the detective boys' jobs be if they were adults? And I remember writing down, Genta works part-time at his parents' liquor store and is a fisherman. Oh. I don't know if this is substantive by anything. Maybe he just likes... No, he definitely likes fishing. That's, like, not a... I didn't make that up. That's canon fact. Do you catch, I'll have to look this up, but do you catch Yunagi fishing or do you like grab them? I feel like there's like a specific way to catch eel that isn't quite fishing and isn't quite just grabbing them. Probably nets. Probably nets. Probably nets. Um, okay, I think the last thing I wanted to, I, the last thing I have for this episode was, um, want a reference to high literature, highbrow, capital Marijuana. canon literature. Yeah, sure. Get laying on me. This episode is like Jane Eyre, because there's a. <laughs> the way you said that just makes me think of this episode was sponsored by Jane Eyre. This episode was sponsored by Jane Eyre because there's um so part uh mostly into the novel, weird shit has been happening right um throughout the novel and uh Rochester the love interest keeps saying ah it's just Grace Pools he's drunk. And yeah, she's don't worry. It's Grace Poole, the servant. She's drunk, and Jane's like, I and then um on her wedding day, uh a woman breaks into her room and tears her veil in half, and it turns out that fucking Rochester has been married to someone this whole time, and her name is Bertha Mason. Are, Bertha, are they living in the same ass house? Bertha Mason has been locked in upstairs the whole time. Bro, the fuck? Uh, because she's mad, quote unquote. She's she's like uh, she's a yes, mad woman. She has a case of the old hysteria. She's got the jitters. So like, uh, yeah. And then Jane's like, that sucks. Leaves. And so literally, nice leaves. for Jane. Yeah. And so she Good leaves. For you, Jane. She reflects a little bit, and then she comes back. Rochester's like, sorry, I actually can't remember if Bertha Mason dies or not. Um, because Damn. it might be like. Her madness was too much, and she passed away. I choose away. to believe that she left and started a new life. So here's the thing. Um, there's actually so Jane Eyre. Yeah, that comes out. Bertha Mason is explicitly like partially Jamaican. Like it's it's oh it's it's very bad. Like it's it's like one of the uh more iffy things about the like. Okay, there's a lot of iffy things about Jane Eyre. However, one of the <laughs> things that is the main this talking is one points, of them. One of the main talking points is the is the racism in that is exemplified by Bertha Mason as a character who yeah. is just like, yeah. So anyways, they lock Bertha, Bertha Mason in the, in the attic. Um, and you know, she's, Oh my God, she's wild. Wow. Oh. So, Uh-oh. so it's just bad. A woman from who she's British, but she, well, a woman who she's from, she's, who? she's white, I should say. And she, 
She's white and she grew up, was born in Jamaica, um, wrote a novel called Wide Sargasso Sea. This is uh, Jean Rhys and uh, Wide Sargasso Sea is actually regarded as like a great novel, probably to even rival Jane Eyre. And it's um, it's a prequel from the perspective of Bertha Mason. Mm. So it's uh, interesting. I haven't I've read Jane Eyre, but I haven't read Wide Sargasso Sea. Anyways, that's enough for my like really long. I could have just said it in one line, like, hey, the locked person here is, like, in Jane Eyre, but I, I kept going. Because, you kept going. Because I have thought, because I, because I read Jane Eyre. Um, anyways, yeah. good for me, I right? can't, I cannot judge you because I'm literally, could go on about literally anything I've ever seen. Um, also, two, mm, yeah, two more things about this episode. One, has, like, my favorite end stinger in which the kids talk about uh going to investigate another haunted house where a the legend goes that a bunch of monsters ate the boy living there by himself and kudo is like <gasps> fuck that's my house and i think that's funny haha <laughs> i like it a lot um and they all assign themselves uh rpg roles which is just goofy and i enjoy it's um Genta is a warrior, right? Genta's the tank. Um, no, Jake, I'm not asking what they would be. I'm asking what he chose for himself. He said warrior, but that just... Okay, but class. Okay, warrior, yes. Yeah, there's not a tank class in RPGs. No, Classic there's not, RPGs. but... No, Mitsuko but there's a role. is a mage. I can't remember what Ayumi said she was. She's a healer. Okay, yeah. So, it's Genta the warrior... Ayumi the healer. I think she says cute princess, actually, quote. Ayumi. You know what? Good. Ayumi the cute princess. I support her. Um, and Mitsuko the mage, and then uh, Conan before he can give himself a role. He's like, I hmm. really want to know what he would have picked, actually. I want to know what Shinichi thinks his role would be in an RPG, um, but he's assigned as villager. He would 100% just be a wizard. Um, that's just the, the mage has already been taken, and also right. it doesn't matter what he would be; it's what he would choose. I think he would pick wizard because, like, seriously, wizard is like the most aligned with what he likes and stuff. I think Mitsuko would probably be rather a sorcerer or a druid. Mage. He said mage, but like, who knows what it was? Because it's translation. Okay, but mage counts. Anyways, um, I don't. I don't know that I'd say Conan would be a wizard. Maybe. It's just that wizards... I won't argue with it, but it doesn't quite fit to me. Wizards depend on book reading and, um, like, I think if you were to make a detective in D&D, I would pick a wizard, honestly, just because they, they're the ones but who that's, are... But that's you? But that's okay, you, okay, though. Okay, 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 but there's other... I guess there's other classes... You could invent a class called detective, and that would be badass, honestly. But it's just that, like, um, maybe, maybe like paladin. It's just like the the scholarship, the lot, the like learning part of D right. is really, and the the if you're in a medieval setting, like the learning is is a is a thing that only a privileged class of people get to do, and that's why he's rich as hell. He's rich as hell. He has a house full of books, and he's really book smart, right? Okay, I'll, like, I'll uh, what's the word? I'll concede. I'll, yeah, I'll concede. Yeah, but, I'll concede but I'm just to saying, like, point. maybe a paladin, 
Maybe uh maybe a cleric? It's just like I don't well, see Well, we don't know what these either. classes are. We don't know if this that's one of the things is I was thinking RPG as in like very old JRPG video game. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're D&D. right actually. Yeah, I guess I'm maybe imp- imposing my D&D onto it. Yeah. Um which I, which is also fun to think so about I, but a different yeah. but a different conversation. Cuz I don't think they have that many classes. That's why I was like, hmm. So, but yeah, you're right though that like Conan is all round. He's very much because he's got he's got socks. He's, he's got, got all of it. Socks, int, sock, int, Craig, sock, boat, boat. What's boat? Bow tie. Oh yes, but boat. Four letters. <laughs> Bob. Anyways, uh, this is entirely we've lost this, but want to know my favorite example of uh. My favorite way of explaining what a character would pick versus what a character would be. What? If Shinichi made himself a fursona, it would be a oh. dog. But if, if Shinichi was a, was a furry, he'd be a raven. Why a raven? Because of... Bird oh? smart. And Bird it's smart. ironic and I think it's funny. What if he... I think it's funny that the uh, black organization is mostly represented by like crows that's like one of their like things is like imagery wise and i think it'd be funny if shinichi was a raven uh to match that also they're smart birds and his dad would be an owl and that's also a bird so it's like connected. i heard that owls are actually really dumb i wouldn't be surprised they probably are yeah probably don't even so make like fucking helmets they don't even make fucking helmets wow no letting, claws letting Athena down. I was talking about Guardians of Kahul. I don't know where you are at. Oh, I went to the Greek gods. I mean, I bet Guardians of Kahul has some Greek influence. A hundred percent. It's they're like one of them. <laughs> they wear Greek helmets, like straight up. Yeah. I'll nod to that. It's been a long time since I've read those books. Yeah, that's. I don't know how much of a priority they are. Guardians of Gahul. <laughs> I reread The Wolves of Beyond, which is a spin-off series like a week ago, so uh, apparently in my life a pretty high priority. Mm-hmm. That book I have mixed feelings, but we're not gonna get into we're them. Not, that's not our podcast today. Um so I can't remember where I was, however. I think oh, we were ang- I was gonna say he would be a different furry. Oh, what's I your put, thoughts? I on... want to I want to put this forward to the council for approval or dismissal. He would be a shark. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. Okay. For your consideration. Oh my god, I really have to think. Here's the thing is I almost never actually consider fish furries because they make me uncomfortable when I look <laughs> at them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they freak me out, honestly. I mean, not that much. I'm not like, ugh, disturbed. But like, I look at them. They also <laughs> remind me of plain furries. Shark furries and plain furries are very similar looking. They're smooth. <laughs> <laughs> smooth. They got the same like face shape a lot of the time. If they're like cutesy. Um, I don't know what I'm on about. I'm sorry. So, okay. Shark is a good point. It also feels... 
I want to say it's too on the nose, but also it's pretty good. Maybe his fursona would be a shark. I'll concede to that. Maybe he'd make his fursona a shark. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, okay. So maybe he would, yeah, like he would pick shark because it seems like he likes sharks. Yes. But he wouldn't actually be a be shark. shark. I, I'm also just attached to Raven Shinichi, I think. Tune in next time when I pull out my list of what animals all the Detective Conan characters would be, because I do have a list. I will bring up the list. You cannot stop me. Okay. Episode so that 21. Was, that was episode 20. Episode 21, on location, TV drama murder case. TV? What happened? So, Kogoro is on a the scene of a TV drama because Yoko, wow, she's reoccurred. Good for her. Um, probably put in a good word for him to become a consultant on a murder drama. Uh, drama happens. There's a man who is blackmailing and a couple who is getting married and a romance actor. Uh, they go to... Uh, oh, oh my God, I'm going into too much detail, but I just remembered his watch. And now I'm just thinking about that watch. Anyways, move away from the watch. <laughs> Basically, the uh, the blackmailer is found dead. There is uh, he has written a dying message that is uh, is it dog statue? I can't remember the exact phrasing. It's something like dog statue. Um, and then twist. It's actually romance actor. And then twist again. It's actually the name of uh, one of the the girl and the couple. She's the scriptwriter for the episode of the show that they're filming. Yeah, she's a scriptwriter, um, and her grandpa owns the shrine. Right. And then it turns out he was blackmailing her because she let some knowledge slip and the shrine was stolen from, and then the guy who was in charge of the shrine uh, committed suicide, so she never told her grandpa that the robbery was kind of her fault. Um, and then her boyfriend tried to cover up the fact that she killed a man, and then the episode ends. And it's like, oh, oh, I can't remember what I was gonna say. Anyways, um, I I thought, I thought this episode was really cool because of the uh the central the central thing with who or what did he write in his own blood, and um like the fact that Japanese unlike English can be altered to such a yeah degree. to like a much higher degree yeah and so there's actually two of my favorite things happened in this one because i think last episode wait was it this one no it was it was the other it was the other uh episode where where uh conan it's the next episode that we're going to talk about that conan like praises maury and goes wow you're so cool and i, I was like that's that's adorable keep him Keep that up, and maybe he'll give up the booze. Um, <laughs> That's so dark. Um, so, so the the thing about the gimmick about changing the kanji to eventually turn into like dog statue, and then from dog statue to romance actor to the name of the person who struggled and acts. It was yeah. manslaughter. It wasn't really yeah. Murder. It was like 
self defense. Self defense. He came after her. He he went like meh and the knife was just like a threat. She wasn't actually gonna. She stab wasn't actually him. gonna. Stab she was him. just kind of trying to freak him so he'd stop blackmailing her. Yeah. Okay. I think um though that that's really cool. And one of the ways that Conan solves the case is to get Mori to notice the the change to Kanji. And I thought it was really cute that he's like, haha. He didn't learn to write his letters properly. Oh, because yeah. Because he knew exactly what the fuck was happening. He knew that like, those letters were fucked. altered and someone did it. But because he's in the body of a seven-year-old child, he has to direct people. Yeah, it and is so, so fun when he has to do that shit. But there's actually, in this one, there's a weird parallel to the TV episode. We have a director, and then the boy has the direct Maury. Yes, to so like them. There's this whole thing I was like spinning in my head of like another version of Detective Conan where he acts like a director to to Maury, and he actually he not only enjoys detective novels but he enjoys detective films also. I mean, he probably does. But... Oh, he a hundred percent does, but he just doesn't talk about film that much. Right, um, he's more into the written word. Yeah, so I just think that it would be really. Um, I I think it'd be cool. Like, so he does rob mori of his agency in order to basically do that but it would be also cool to like help mori figure it out by going goo goo gaga and then making yeah and that's like a few there are a few episodes so where for like when it happens yeah for situations he's not able to put him to sleep for various reasons those are always fun ones also um mori was right in this one yeah right off the bat he was like Maury's well the like, shrine girl did it obviously it says fucking dog statue and everyone's like maury she has an alibi and then it turns out that the her uh fiance made the alibi with this sick watch can we talk about the watch we can talk about the watch okay the blackmailer this, this went to america and has just the best watch so his watch has a skull it has like a 3d skull and it goes holographic <laughs> That's my approximation Ooh. of the sound it makes. Ooh. It's probably very off. I watched the episode yesterday, but it's about around there. <laughs> I'll put the I'll put the sound in the episode. But yeah, it's got a skull. It's like holographic. It is face. a sick ass watch. It's very loud, and it, and it becomes like so. In order to create an alibi for, like, yeah, to create an alibi for his girlfriend that he's soon to be married, the the groom, like, dresses up as the victim and takes his watch. And it's a crucial thing that the watch goes off with its stupid laugh. And then... Right. So everyone's like, ah, it's that fucking guy in his There's a guy in his watch. His American watch. It's a goddamn American watch. You can tell it's American because it just... Just reeks of attention. <laughs> yeah, he's also got a backwards cap. You can tell this guy. You know it. He was also blackmailing the romance uh, actor who is just a dick, which is funny. Did you mention that he was a romance actor? Uh, I don't think I have. He's a romance actor. See, the thing is, he's a romance actor. Uh, he can't stay in the normal I inn because it. he's a romance actor. A he romance has to go actor, to the uh, big hotel. Bougie hotel? Um, but yeah, he... So what happens is the fiancé stumbles upon the body and sees that the dying man has written his uh, 
soon to be wife's name in his blood and he's like fuck so he changes it to romance uh, actor and then the romance actor comes along and is like fuck and uses his matchstick game skills to change it to dog statue i don't i i actually don't even see the connect like what what was that matchstick how did the matchstick game skills factor into his ability to change the kanji because he was able to be like ah if i move if i put sticks here then it will change from my 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 thing i say all the time to dog statue see like wouldn't that just be your like you're like he, look gr- man grammar it's, school can you t- look he has things and he likes to bring them up and one of his things is matchstick the games matchstick and the game. other thing is that he's a romance actor the matchstick game conan beats it really quick and i, I like that it, I, I think, think it's, it's charming yeah because he's just like ah, that was easy and then the romance actor's <laughs> like i've been dealing with this ah. All day. I mean, the romance actor doesn't say that, but like, I imagine I that's what. I assumed that's what in he his said. head. Uh, that's what's yeah. happening. This small baby did. The- Anyways, I don't know why we're talking about all this unimportant shit because uh, so- the real shit here is that this is the first appearance of your boy Tagaki, uh, like actually proto Tagaki the character. Tagaki the voice actor has been along for the ride for quite a while, uh, because he voices like every background uh cop in the early episodes also genta and also the next uh conan's hint guy we haven't even talked about next conan's hint we usually uh don't stick around for it because i don't like it when you see the episode previews because they're kind of spoilery yeah ish yeah um well they're just there to be like please come back next week to watch the next Please. episode yeah and Please. i i i get it but i don't want you to see it because then if you even see conan like run into a room and go like <gasps> you know he's gonna run into a room and go <gasps> and i don't i don't want you to have that knowledge I blank slate i want a blank slate you can't have the hint of breadcrumbs you can't anyways next conan's hit guy <laughs> uh done by the voice actor tagaki wataru Ander. and this Episode 21 is the first appearance of Tagaki Wataru, the character inside of Detective Conan. He is one of my favorite characters, despite being a cop. Please do not at me. Look, he's great. I love him dearly. He looks weird in this episode because it's proto-Tagaki. But anyways, first appearance of him. It's still quite a while, I think, before he actually gets a name and such, but we'll get there. So I'll talk about him more when we get there, but for the time being... He's here now. Know that he's here now. But you know who else is here now? No. Wakamatsu is in the background. He's oh, a yeah. generic <laughs> face. He's now part of a TV crew. I'm going to follow him throughout the show because he he he's a college student, but now he's working in TV on the side to pay his tuition. I I choose to believe that that's what he was going to school for. Sure. And he went is, to yeah, yeah, he went to TV Maybe production. Maybe he graduated. University. Maybe this is a internship. Yeah, and he's still getting over the death of his one of his close friends because his mom is he really? Because like they seem they to hate, hate each other. Each other. Everyone um, in that if friend someone fucking who I hated died, other. would I be pretty? Met? I would. I would. I'd be angry. I'd be pissed. Is what you were just saying? Uh, no, that was. I a would joke. be so mad that I didn't do it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, uh, death is upsetting no that... matter how close you are to the person. Well, it's just uh, existential shock. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, um. He's there in the background. Um, but Tagaki, that's real shit. 
Tagaki's real shit. But he, so yeah, so yeah, like, Shrine episode, Grandpa was here. Grandpa was here. We should move on. Ah, <gasps> okay. So, Yoko was here. we're beginning a two-parter. It's the Luxury Liner Serial Murder Case. Part one. What happens in part one? I'm just going to summarize them both at once because... Oh. I I cannot <laughs> if you don't want me to. Oh. Oh. Can I just summarize them all at once? Sure. Okay, so... uh. For unknown reasons, the Mori family were on an island, and due to Mori's incompetence, they're just hanging out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's probably like, a- to, like <laughs> that's something that you just like. They like beat you over the head, so you don't understand what happened. You know, like you're like whoa, because. <laughs> But then other things are happening, so you just move on. Like, I, I mean, look, they were just they, look. It's probably vacation. Maybe they had like a job. Maybe someone on the island was cheating. I'm just, sh- I'm just shook. Like they, 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 they did not go over it at all. They're just like, we're on a boat. Why? They were on an island. No. Why? <laughs> oh no, there's murder on the island on the boat. Anyways, keep- what? <laughs> no. What happens is that uh, Maury was distracted, so he missed the last boat off the island, uh, and they would have had to wait three days for another boat to come pick them up. They would have just had to live on the island for three days. But luckily, some rich bitch family has a yacht, and they're uh, they get permission to stay on the boat, not from Grandpa. Grandpa's pissed. He doesn't want them to be there on that boat. No. On their giant cruise line yes. that has, like, what, eight people on it? Come on. Um... Anyways, <laughs> so they're there because uh, the youngest uh, cousin got married. They all get married on the island. She got married to a nice young man. Strapping young man. Such a lad. So I'm um, just going to go over all the characters quick. So there's Grandpa. He's evil. Fuck you, Grandpa. No. Angry Grandpa. Um, there is French Chef. Uh, uncle, uh, uh, <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. I'm trying. You can do it. You can do it. My first thought was to call the other guy Cuck Uncle, but I don't want to call him Cuck Uncle, but now I can't think of what else to call him. Cuckle. It's Cuckle. So there's Cuckle and his <laughs> wife. <laughs> And then no. <laughs> their son, Art Boy. And then there is other uh, cousin or daughter. I don't know her relationship to the family and her, her flashy husband, uh, the gold the, digger. She's the youngest sister, I think. Uh... Silence as I try to remember. Um, She might as well be, honestly. Well... Okay, no, mm, I'm just trying to remember because uh, the uh, the the girl who got married calls her Nissan. Oh my god, I pronounced that butchered it. Just Nissan. Um, Nissan is the Nissan ma- is what one. I call my horse. Oh, <laughs> well, I wish you would die. <laughs> no, terrible. I hate it. Um, no, because there's Nissan and Nissan. Yeah, Nasan, because it's the feminine version, I think. 
I don't know Japanese. Please don't come at me. I'm tired. Anyways, so I don't know if they're actually siblings, though, or if that was just like a, a thing. Maybe they're siblings. Maybe she's the older sister. The point is her husband is a gold digger, basically. So Grandpa's dead now. Oh, and there's a butler. So Grandpa's dead now. Uh, after they show us a scene in which the uh, newly joined family, nice, nice strapping young lad, uh, has a conversation with him which freaks him out because he's like, I know that you're actually the son of the man I drove to suicide by buying his company. Something you'll find a lot in this series is um, men who commit suicide because their company was bought by someone else and then revenge. Don't buy other people's companies. It's more like don't buy them and put them, make them bigger. I don't know. Anyways, it happens a lot in this series. Mergers so. kill. Mergers kill or bankruptcy, you know, that kind of thing. Anyways, the point is, uh, and then Grandpa's found dead and everyone's like, well, your flower was by the door, so, like, fucking you did it. Also, your dad committed suicide, so, like, obviously you did the murder. So they lock him in a storeroom. And then uh, Gold Digger Husband is found dead on the boat thing. And the storeroom is unlocked. Oh, no. And then the lights go out. Uh, and they find Art Boy. He's been stabbed in the leg in the bathroom. And then uh, they do a search to try to find uh, a strapping young lad. Uh, and then Conan is like, Ugh, bread, I've solved the mystery. It was Art Boy. He did. He did it. He stabbed himself in the leg. He killed Gold Digger because he see him throw weapon over thing. He do murder because his parents are cousins and he wanted to marry his cousin, but his grandpa said no. His cousin seems to be shocked by all this information. I kind of wish he would have talked to her first, maybe. I don't know, dude. It's pretty weird. I mean, there's a lot going on here, but that that's also very weird. In, in addition to all the cousin stuff. And then I assume... Typical rich family things. I mean, probably. <laughs> um. Anyways, and then I assume a uh, young lady and strapping young lad have a great marriage from then on. Uh, I, tr I, I trust that they get along together pretty well. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. That's the episode. They uh, There's a pretty scene with the sunset. The cruise ship is going to be in Tokyo soon. Hazan! Yay. So, this, this case was, um, I think the pacing was the big thing. Like, I think the show has yet to be really good at, like, making a good 40-minute mystery. Right. Because I think that that's, like, um, because, well, okay, that's partially why I did a little bit more research as to, like, why... Like, what a detective story is, and, like, what the history of it is, and how people conceive of it. And after looking at it, I'm like, okay, like, I, I do get it. Like, it's playing the game. It's playing yeah. the game of the detective story, which, um, as I was saying earlier, because the, the beauty of it is a classical beauty. The beauty is something that adheres to a set of rules and how well it does that, while kind of still spin putting a spin on it and charming the the reader watcher so this episode probably does good at that because the idea is not to have like an emotional arc or emotional 
resolution or even like explore themes like or even like to tell it's not necessarily to tell a story first it's to do a puzzle first and so it's like there's a puzzle and a time limit and the viewer is invited to solve the puzzle alongside the detective and i guess like the gratification is like how well you got it close to it how well you got it away from the like it's it like the idea is that you solve the case before the answer is revealed and a good mystery is one that doesn't cheat you right it doesn't play tricks it it keeps to the rules of the game and still confounds you like right. if you are still not able to figure it out and it's just like a clever riddle yeah like exactly like it's a clever riddle and not like a I don't know, just like deliberately obtuse thing. Yeah. So in this episode, I would probably say that it is okay at that. Like as long as you're able to guess. If you know how to erase charcoal. Yeah, like exactly. If you know that bread erases charcoal, then then, then you have a clue. Yeah, which I don't think is too horribly realistic. it's It's enough of an esoteric topic that if i knew that beforehand and guessed it in like the first episode like as soon as he finds like oh you'd feel so smug but like oh in my the best god way. you would you would i would like i would be euphoric yeah also i feel like needed context for what you just uh went on about is just that oops we had a conversation about this episode off mic oopsies what do you mean I mean, like, the thing you were talking about right there was very uh, influenced by the conversation we were having yesterday right after we watched it about, like, the, oh, the quality okay. of episode. Yeah, yeah. So after after the episode, I was just kind of, like, I was a little bit let down because I was, like, that there's so much going on there Where emotionally. Where is the emotional arc? Well, like, I was just kind of, like, that was barely a story, you know? Things just kind of happened. It was, like, a list. It was like a list right. of things happening, but that's not the point. That's like de- explicitly and has not been the point for a hundred years. It's like, yeah, the um, the emotional core of Detective Conan isn't ever really the people involved in the case. Like, if you're looking for the emotional core, it is in Conan and Ran in the like when they decide to stop and be plot heavy for like a minute. Right. Um. What else was I going to say? Shoot. This is another episode I would consider, like, just weirdly in my brain is considered a classic. I don't even think it's really all, like, it's not, like, the best episode or anything, or it's, like, really good. But for some reason, this one and the intact, wow, antique dealer murder, for some reason, are just in my head as, like, classic TM. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not even because I, like, super enjoyed them or anything. They're just kind of there. Maybe it's just because it's elaborate. There's a lot of characters and a lot of, like, little spats. Yeah, and this is also um, maybe one of the first two-parters, if you don't include Uh, the Moonlight Sonata. Oh, true. Is it the or one of the? I think it's it's the. the, I think this is the first two-parter because the other one was the Moonlight Sonata. So yeah, I think it's a. I think this is the first two-parter. Wow. Yeah, and that becomes generally like way more common within the show. So I hope by the time we get there, uh, they they figure out the pacing to your liking. I know there are some like newer anime-only episodes where it's like, why in the fuck is this two parts, y'all? 
This did not need to be two parts. It's almost had a heart attack. I thought your computer turned off. Me too. Um, it's all good though. I knew it didn't. Anyways, um, actually something, one, one more thing on the note of like detective, the history of detective fiction, them being puzzles. Um, the first detective story, the one that people like, I don't know if this is a controversial statement, but a lot of people would say that the murders in the Rue Morgue is probably the first detective story, uh, by Edgar Allan Poe. That one is totally a cheater one. That one's totally a cheat story, you know? Right. Like, well, the rules of the, of the game has was... not been established yet, so I Yeah, it was well, Edgar Allan Poe was also trying to be kind of a dick about it, yeah. Well. I mean, that's the wrong so, way of so, phrasing so, so, it, maybe. So, yeah, like... like, partially the story was about the incompetence of the police. Um, but I would say, like, most of it is, like, this, like, super gruesome murder. And just right. being, like, tantalized by, like, how did this happen, Right. Um, and the, the, the key piece of information is a tuft of orange hair that Ooh. does not get revealed to you until after the, the, the detective says an orangutan did it. Um, so like, so he goes, an orangutan did it. And then everyone's like, we're going to need more, sir. And then he says, he produced, and then he like shows, I found this on a nail and it's, some. Um, Orange wow. orangutan hair. I can't believe normal porn for normal people.com was a sequel to the murders of the Rube Morgue. I'm not going to expand on that if you know you know. Mm. I, I don't know what kind of dark energy you've just unleashed onto like <laughs> this podcast. But I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm dark. Not. Anyways, yeah, so I just thought that was funny. It was like a cop-out ending. Um, so if you were a contemporary, if you were like super into detective fiction, you're like, Agatha Christie, yes, please. Uh, Dor- uh, Dorothy Sayer- Sayers, Sayers, whatever. I can't. Ah, man. Anyways, Sayers. You're gonna say Dorian yes, Gray. Please. Dorian Gray, yes, please. But like you, you read these stories. You know the rules of the game. You're excited. I'm gonna go and look at the history of the detective genre. You read Murders in the Room Org. You'd be pissed. So like, okay, Edgar. Okay, Edgar. You didn't even give me a chance to figure it out. You just. Dropped an orangutan. Just an orangutan. Okay, whatever, Edgar. Yeah, but that 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 story is grim. It's very. It's very much. It's very much like the gore porn of Edgar Allan Poe. Because that (laughs) one's like hostile of the. Oh, it's like it's one of the most uh, unnecessary. 1840s. Saw of the 1840s. Saw of the 1840s. Like, it was so unnecessarily gruesome. Like, and what's bleak about murders in the room org is I'm not even sure that there's, like, a moral. Like, I think, because in Edgar Allan Poe's stories, there's usually some element of, like, it's revenge or, like, something like that. You know, the cast of Amontillado, it's revenge. Um, The moral is don't fuck with orangutans. Just leave them. Stop bugging orangutans. Don't own pet champs like part of me actually thinks that's what it is it's like this creature was taking out of its actual environment and so wreaks havoc upon just these two women you know that makes me worry about racist undertones in this story i've not read it so i can't speak to that but that Um, scares me you know that it was done by an orangutan and the victims were women I don't. Well, it's anger. so so like yeah. It's like straight up. I don't trust like that. It's really it's really uh, domestic too. Like um, the murder itself, because re- like you only needed the orangutan as a as a tool 
to kind of like get at the brutish strength of the murder because right. the murder is actually done with a straight razor you know like not like a oh not so like, they're just mauled by orangutans they're not killed by orangutans no they're killed by an orangutan who who has a straight razor it picks it up in their room and it tries to like naively like shave the woman and it cuts her head almost clean off and then the other girl starts screaming and he strangles her because and like it's like it's a little tragic oh my god it's like when you find out it does just kind of remind me of stories of people who actually own pet chimps though zoinks that yikes i don't want to think i'm scared of chimps yeah no don't oh my god people who try to own pet chimps or like treat them like a human child stop it no stop stop you're gonna get your face ripped off stop and i would i would say that you low-key deserve it but like not even the woman who got her face ripped off wasn't even the owner of the chimp she was a friend of the family I'm sorry. I think about a lot because it's fucked. Don't own chimps. Stop it. Stop it, said Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe agrees with but, me. But yeah, so there's that reading. I guess that would be like an eco-critical reading of Edgar Allan Poe's The Murders in the Room Org, but also like a post-colonial reading would be like, ah, he is doing a racism. Ah, um, yes. I think... Great I, one, And, and honestly, like, I think, uh, yeah, it's hard to... It's hard not, like it's there 100% because that's the way that black people and most dark skinned people were represented um Yay. especially this guy lived in Baltimore Ugh. right like he's a united states and man I always forget Edgar Allan Poe isn't british he's like the most non british not sorry he's the most non american of the writers you could probably make a case for this because of how much <laughs> this guy influenced British and French writing specifically. Right. More so, like, I would say his impact on French writing was way higher than his impact on American writing for a while, which Man. is pretty nuts, you know? Probably, and because of Baudelaire, that's why. Right. Um, I have no idea how much more popular Baudelaire was than Edgar Allan Poe, but, like, Baudelaire was the one responsible for translating Edgar Allan Poe into French and right. popularizing them, him there. And actually, yes, this is a thing. So before Conan Doyle created Sherlock Holmes, he a like kind of police procedural genre uh called like the Roman Policia or something like it's like Roman Roman uh, cops. Well, it's novel is Roman is Roman in French. Ah. Uh, it's the cop Roman. It, yeah, exactly. It's just like the cop novel, but it's a predecessor to the detective story, right? And it's something that Conan Doyle might have been influenced by before penning the science, the st- study in Scarlet. So, right, the the first of the the foist one, Mister Sherlock Holmes. Um, is there any more that we should say about this episode? Incest's weird. Incest in this episode is like so downplayed played that I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> it's I was like, like there, but like it's like barely a thing. Conan's it's like, literally just mentioned. It's like mentioned as a thing, like uh, like taste. Well, uh, well, okay, so that's wrong because they do say they do have this shot where where Conan and Mori are like, oh, whoa, 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 it's about what? as mentioned as the French food. Totally, yeah. It's like, 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 yeah, like totally um conan would probably be like 
French? No, he wouldn't. This Come is on, to he's Japan. absolutely been to France. Don't even at me with that. He's been to France, you think? Has yeah, he been around the I world? Mean, I didn't actually. I catch don't know that. how. I don't know how well traveled he is. I can tell you, he's been to Hawaii, and he's been to New York, and he's for been sure. to Alberta to meet his friend Harley Hartwell. Harley Hartwell. Yes. Um, no, I know he's been to New York, and I know he's been to Hawaii, and he's probably been other places. He doesn't go to London until the, like, show is in progress, so Mm -hmm. I don't count it. Mm -hmm. But, like, if he's been to France, I wouldn't be surprised. Wait, were we talking about France? I can't remember. So it's French food. Okay, yeah. So he might have been to France. He's probably found French food. He's definitely had French food. No, uh, the grandpa... Conan's reaction to incest is the grandpa's reaction to French food, right? And so it's it's not like so. I th- honestly, I think if if like a marriage official was like sure, then it's probably not a huge deal for them, right? <laughs> I mean, that's one way to put it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like they it's, let um, them, they they wear it on their sleeve more or less. Like they're just like, yeah, we're cousins. Yeah, yeah, we're in love. <laughs> what's the what's the thing? <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Keep walking. That's yeah. Yeah. We yeah. gaze, keep scrolling, but I don't want to put that on this. No, I I've seen I've super duper seen like like tick. I saw a TikTok where it was like, yeah, we're brother and sister. Yeah, we kiss. Keep going. It was I like, like oh oh yeah. oh my we, god. We don't support that in this household. It's no, bad. no sir. So, anyways, Detective Conan's like more or less like that's mildly unusual. However, yeah. I'll live with that. And, and I mean, the, this and, is and then the young okay. lad is like he's angry and angsty and wants his cousin. It's not good. It's not good. Um, this is entirely me talking out of my ass, and I think I've mentioned this before. Maybe is that at least if you watch anime, which is not a good example of like what Japan is actually like at all. It's no. fucking one small form of media, but like anime wise cousins seem to be like yeah okay whatever it's not like yeah cousins go for it but it's more like oh yeah cousins that's not like it's possible it's not exceedingly weird yeah but it's but, that's but just then anime, again so I don't know. anime is also like oh i'm in love with my little sister who looks like a 12 year old but uh, is, is actually 32 oh. yeah. so like obviously it doesn't really reflect japan um wholly but like in terms of like anime wise, cousins seem to be like frowned upon, but not like as out there, I guess. I don't know. Incest as a reoccurring thing in Detective Conan, it's literally not even that common, but like it comes up enough. It's, well, it comes up more than once, which means like it's hard not to mention because incest is just one of those things. Where, like, if it's in a story more than once, then you notice, even if the story is 900 chapters long. A pattern is created. Literally, mention incest twice in your 300 million chapter series, and people will be like, is this an incest thing, even though it's, again, twice? Anyways, that's, I don't really have much to say about that. I think it's It's worth mentioning, like, um, so I I would be interested to see how much gothic fiction um, is used in... Like, gothic tropes, I would say. Gothic tropes used in detective fiction, but um, incest is a huge 
it's like so common in in gothic fiction like um all the time however not that kind of it's usually like a domineering father trying to take advantage of his daughter or his Uh. stepdaughter in the case of uh the castle of otranto so yikes um yeah like yeah so it's a gothic thing and it's done for shock value and right it's yeah it's nasty so i think that's the deal here i would include because the way yeah. that it's not remarked upon is definitely just because it's like boom. we don't have time yeah it's yeah. like uh yeah actually is incest the whole time how fucked up is that whoa tim burton needs to stop What? I made a joke while we were watching that the little art boy looked like Tim Burton. Um, and, and, um, oh. Cause, he, yeah, I yeah, guess so. Yeah, so he's Tim Burton. He now. doesn't look like Tim Burton, but he does he looks look like, like Tim a Burton. Tim Burton fan or a character like, he from looks Tim like Burton. Who Tim Burton wants to look like. I don't know enough about Tim Burton to talk on that. He's just got he's got eyeliner, he's got black greasy hair, it hangs over his eye. He draws a lot. He kind of looks like one of the um If you squint it looks like Tim Burton. He kind of looks like one of the like early 2000s uh emo kid drawings on the internet like in the vein of the like I made you a cookie but I eat it. I know that's usually a meme cat, but there was also a this like little emo fucker with a heart on their chest, and there was the other little emo fucker who was the exact same but blue. Kind of reminds me of those guys. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, thanks. Uh, also, very raw. I love you and, and dinosaur. Also, yeah, that's that's like that one's. That's more uh, like a happy emo energy, though, which this guy don't got. Okay, actually, something I wanted to bring up is yeah, this this one also has detective conan guiding maury like and then he also goes great job maury you did so good oh yeah it has like one of my favorite things where someone's just like okay then who locked the door and maury is like uh well and then conan just fucking kicks him in the back of the leg and is just like head (sighs) gestures over to the dead body and he's like ah the guy who died locked the door also maury hot you're right, he is. Maury Mori so goddamn like he smolders this episode. Those that day He's, on the island did it. him good. <laughs> yeah. Maury can get it all the time. He can. Even though, oh my god. I would like so hard-boiled fiction is a subgenre of detective fiction. I would like right. to see I would like to see a spin-off of Detective Conan where it's Maury but done in the hard-boiled style. That would be great. <laughs> and he's an alcoholic. It works so perfect. Turns out Maury is just hard-boiled. He's just a hard-boiled, but the show takes place from the traditional perspective of a detective fiction novel. Right. So, uh, he looks like a goofball, which every detective in the hard-boiled genre would look like if they were done from the perspective of any other genre. Actually, I love that as a concept of like watching a hard-boiled detective show and just imagining it in the shoes of... It's like watching Detective Conan, but either imagining he's an actual seven-year-old or imagining he was doing this while 17. Well, just like... Because like, some of the shit he says is so funny because like, if a seven-year-old said that, you'd be like, yeah, you're seven. You can say sappy bullshit like that, but when you like go like, oh, he's 17, it's actually like really funny. It's like, what? Hmm? Okay, drama queen. Okay, drama queen. Okay, though. 
I think I think that's all I wanted to talk about for these episodes, honestly. Yeah, pretty much same. Well, I, I'm excited for episodes 24 to 27. Uh, yeah. Just trying to do math in my head. I'm I, I can't do math in my head, so I support you. I'm excited. Ooh, I'm excited for... I don't know when this comes up, but uh, there's a there's an episode where with Maury and his old classmates, and I'm excited for that one. <laughs> just apropos of nothing, just thinking like about that. it. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I'm gonna say goodbye while Zane also says goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, and have a good. Sweet dream night. I feel like I thought. This has been the Boy Detectives Club podcast with Jacob Buse and Zane Vomit. You can find us on Twitter at Boy Detective Pod. Thanks for listening. Whoa, whoa, whoa.